Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another fantastic episode on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday here on the west coast of Florida. <laughs> For Muhammad, I am Matt, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. <laughs> Mohammed, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Why uh, are you giggly? <laughs> <laughs> this is like our fourth attempt at starting this without laughing, and we're just going to run with it this time. Um, yeah, uh, as always, we would like to thank Low Tide Cava Bar for the cava that we will be drinking throughout the show. Cava's good. Cava is good. It's better than your girlfriend. It's better than your wife. Better than your husband. It's always there for you. It never disagrees with you. It may make you sick if you have too much of it, but everything will. My, my ex-wife made me sick. <laughs> my, mine did not. That only lasted for like a month. Okay. So. <laughs> anyway, shells up. Yeah. Bula. Bula. Um, All right, guys. As per usual, we have a very packed show, um, and we're going to start off with a topic that a lot of people got kind of pissed off about this week. Um, mm. There was a lot of things that people were kind of pissy about, and it was just, I don't know. I felt that uh, it was a way that people, I don't know, for lack of any other word, just kind of got pissed. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start off with... Uh, Obviously, it's got to have to do with hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news. And Russia, because that's apparently all that you and I really talk about right now. Yep. Um, we should rename the podcast to... Hashtag fake news from Russia? Yeah. No, I like it. Uh, that actually <laughs> might be the title of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, apparently everybody in the media got really upset when they found out that Trump had showers made of gold. And I don't understand why everybody's upset about that. We, who doesn't want a shower made out of gold? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, it's a touchy subject, it's, right? Right. <laughs> I don't even think it's a. Well, I think so. Uh, I remember somebody was correcting me, saying that he was getting the shower. I don't even think it matters because I I said I, th- I said he was giving the showers to me that made more sense because I would be I would love to be the giver of the shower. Now wait, well, <laughs> you wait. Sorry, you would love to be the giver of a golden shower. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I think that would be better than the receiver of a golden shower, but I don't think I'd want to really give a golden shower either. Am I being paid? <laughs> That's a valid point. We're capitalists on this show. (laughs) Um, True. True. We are capitalists. And if you are willing to pee on somebody for money, (laughs) I'm all for it. If somebody's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, So it came out this week, uh, earlier this week, BuzzFeed reported that 
Uh, Trump was in Russia mm-hmm. in the presidential suite, and he paid a bunch of prostitutes, hookers, escorts, money to perform a golden shower mm-hmm. or to urinate on the bed that President Obama and Michelle yeah. slept in. That's how were, much he hates them, basically. Right, that was how much he hates them. Uh, and BuzzFeed published this, saying that there was no evidence of this actually happening, but they just published it. And then CNN ran with the story. No, 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 wait, wait. I think BuzzFeed straight up published the whole paper. In, in the thing, uh, in the thing, it, in the article itself, it, I mean, they did publish the 35 pages mm-hmm. with that part highlighted. But in it, they said, at the very bottom, they said, there is no real yeah. evidence to back this up. But yeah. nobody got that far. They got to yeah. Trump and Golden Showers, yeah. and it just... That was the news source. Yeah, and then CNN reported on that. And then CNN reported on it, and suddenly Trump enjoys having women pee on him because that just makes... I really think he's the one given. I I mean, if I were Trump, I would be the one giving the golden shower. Yeah. I mean, it goes with his golden faucets that everybody knows he has, and I'm certain he has flecks of gold already coming out of his shower head, so why wouldn't he be the one... Giving the golden shower. Um, But this just goes on with the whole fake news thing. And the way that Trump handled this was amazing in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. In my eyes when he was doing the press conference on it. And uh, the guy from CNN was like, Mr. Price, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I have a question. Mr. Trump, I have a question. And he was just like... He said you can't say that because he, he had to, he had already went off on them and then the guy wanted to respond and ask right. another question, and basically. He, right. And he was like, no, no. And he went to take a question from Breitbart, I think. Yeah, something he, like that. And uh, he went to take a question from Breitbart and when the person was trying to ask the question, the CNN reporter was like, Mr. President, Mr. You know, Mr. Trump, yeah. Mr. Trump. And he was like, don't be rude, don't be rude. She's asking the question. She's like, right, yeah. don't be rude. And you're terrible. Your organization's terrible. Yeah. And then he was like, you're fake news. Well, you take my question. No, you're fake news. And then he went back to Breitbart. To which the CNN reporter said, Mr. President-elect, uh, that's... What did he say? He said, uh, um, that's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah he, he said, said that's, that's not appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. To which I wanted to say, you're talking to the president-elect yeah. of the... Or the president. Sure. Essentially the president. I mean, yeah. and six, six days from now, he will be the president. And you're going to tell him what's appropriate, even though you're yelling at him after you reported a known fake news story about how he paid prostitutes to pee on a bed, and you're going to talk about inappropriateness? Yeah. It's pretty... I dude. can understand why people got a little pissy. I really can. Yeah. And... Yeah, a lot of people were like, <gasps> Muhammad, are you defending Trump? And I'm like, yes. A little bit. Yeah, I am. I am. Because fake news is fake news, and you can't just pick which fake news you're going to you know, talk about or not. You can't just be like, oh, Breitbart posts fake news. Well, freaking BuzzFeed and CNN just did it. And to me, accuracy in the media is like the most important thing, and that should not be a right or left issue. It right. should just be like, you know, talk about the news, say the right thing, and, and, and that's it. And, you know, people are like, you know, well, Trump's bad and this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we get Trump's bad. Um, it's just that 
you can't just po- you can't just share information like that without any scrutiny you know that's once you once you bring that dossier that fake dossier into play it's into play you know you can't just be like oh well, this is going on and and just act like oh we're just reporting on it and it's just here on the wayside no it now it's out there now everyone's going to be talking about it and asking about it and just how silly that story is to begin with who like why would how would anybody even believe that right and and I don't know the validity of this, but I read in an article um, that that started out as a joke on 4chan just to say, hey, watch, we're going to troll. We're going to troll the intelligence yeah. community. And uh, Adrian Wiley, who ran for governor here in Florida a few years ago, posted, you have to believe one of two things. Either Trump enjoys having prostitutes pee for money, mm-hmm. or you have to believe that John McCain, Senator John McCain, who is the one who turned the report over mm-hmm. to the intelligence community, and the intelligence community fell for a troll from 4chan. Mm-hmm. One of those two things is true, Yeah, and I am more inclined, inclined to believe, at this point anyway, that our intelligence community and John McCain mm-hmm. are that gullible. Yeah. Because I believe, I don't believe this happened. I don't. Because mm-hmm. I think they, I think they uh, checked it out and Trump wasn't in Russia at yeah. the point in which this allegedly happened. And it's, the, the media is just being completely irresponsible in the way that they report. Yeah. How, Even they fell for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Our intelligence community fell for it. The media fell for it. And although I do enjoy the memes and the jokes, like, you know, uh, what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Yeah. Donald Trump has never had a garbanzo bean on his face. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I enjoy those. Those are hilarious. But at the same time, it is based in falsities. But it's like the Richard Gere gerbil thing. Like, how many times are you going to hear that before you're just going to believe it's true? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, some people were, like, so surprised that I was defending him. And I'm like, yo, if you know me, which I think is most people that know me, that made no sense, go with it. Um, You know where I stand on everything. You know where I stand on Trump. You know how much of a libertarian I am. I'm bonafide, whatever. (laughs) I'm not questioning anyone. I've never, see, I've never, ever questioned anyone's libertarianism. I don't care. I don't care what the hell anybody is. I don't question anybody and what they say they are. Um, I mean, there's a time and place for that, sure. But why is me defending Trump on fake news into the equation suddenly? You know, and like, some people are like, oh, you're team Trump now. And I want to, I honestly want to just be like, you know what? I am team Trump. If that, you know, whatever gets you through your day, it, Sure, I'm on Team Trump. Is is that what you want to hear? Fine. No, it's that's I'm I'm Team Muhammad. To be honest, I'm Team Matt. That's about it. Right. I'm yeah. Team my family, but uh, I, I I am Team my family and friends. And you know, everybody else has to earn it. Yeah, but and then calling me Team Trump. What is that going to scare me from not talking or something? Right. Because uh, I'll embrace the hell out of that uh, t- that little title. Like, sure, fine. I'm Team Trump. And then I'll be Team Trump the whole way if that's what people want to hear. I mean, I I will be Team Trump 
as long as he is doing things that I think are correct. Exactly. When he's doing things that I think are incorrect, I'm going to be team whoever's against it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Most people, uh, a lot of you guys don't know, a lot of my friends don't know Matt. Not yet, anyway. Uh, yeah, not yet. I love Matt. We're thinking about having a mixer, though, so we can work <laughs> it together. Um, but you, a lot of my friends that know me that are not from Young Americans for Liberty or the Leadership Institute, a lot of you guys know me because of something that was posted about me from The Blaze, Rare, CNN, something like that. And everyone's probably seen my CNN shit by now. And... Y- all of my CNN stuff was really hitting on Trump. It was hitting on Trump's message uh, when it came to uh, grouping all Muslims together the way he does. I think he can have a different way of talking about it. You know, I've, ta- I've talked about the, 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 the Gold Star family, the DNC. So, yeah, there's stuff I disagree with Trump on. Yeah, everyone knows that. And it's, it's on CNN. It's on my wall. I can send it to you. And I'm still against Trump when it comes to that stuff I disagree with him on. But when it comes to the fake news, I got Trump's back. And right. I think... I, 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 and I, feel, I feel that anybody, anybody who actually believes in freedom and liberty, freedom of the press, would want factual, real news out there and not just this mudslinging smear campaigns that people have made up to be you know, uh, thrown around like they're factual. Yeah. Um, speaking of, um, you know, fake news, um, we touched about this maybe last week's episode, if not no more, no more than two weeks ago, the, uh, National Defense Authorization Act that Obama signed that have the, uh, the George Orwell bill. Yeah. As the disinformation and espionage act that gives for the next couple of days, um, or when it gets, you know, when they can apply this bill to silence people. And now Trump's going to have this. And I don't know if Trump's going to go out and use it or not, because nobody knows who's going to use it or not. Obama could use it. Um, how are you going to talk about, you know, freedom of the press and still not, and not talk about what Obama just signed? And, and not just that, you know, some people are like, Oh, I can't believe how he treated CNN like that, you know? I'm like, what the... He didn't, like, bar them. He didn't remove the First Amendment. He didn't not give them passes to go there. And he is answering questions from people like MSNBC. Come on, you know, like, CNN is not the the only left-wing news site there, and everybody else is some right-wing site. Right. You know? And, I mean, during Obama's... Tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, during his tenure as president, he uh, he attacked Fox News. Man, you stole my thunder. Yeah, I'm sorry. He attacked Fox News. He attacked Rush Limbaugh. He attacked you know many of the right leaning mm-hmm. yes. sources out there, and said that they were the problem. Yeah. Uh, Trump has not attempted to bar CNN. No. He has not kicked him out of the thing. Even though I wouldn't blame him if he did. Yes. I'd be like, no, you lose your. Your media privilege for a month. Yeah, what? I see nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. If not. somebody says something wrong about me, which I have, I'm sure if you followed me long enough, you've seen me talk about this. I I have um, I don't usually block people on Facebook, and I don't unfriend anybody 
unless someone's oh. defaming me, which has happened before. Um, I had posted something one time about the Spanish Inquisition, and some guy just kept bothering me on all my pa- on all my posts, especially stuff that I do with Islam. And is like, oh, you're anti-Christian, this and that. I'm like, holy shit, where are you coming from with this? Right. You know? And after a while, I, I blocked him. Well, it was like a, the rare 40 under 40 or whatever it was, 30 under 30, whichever one you were... Including. Rare under 40. Rare under 40, that was yeah. it. Um, the rare under 40, on that original post, there was that one guy, and I don't remember his name because I don't give him any credence, um, who said... I don't care what this article says. I won't trust you. Either you're lying or you're not really a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And like, he doesn't know you. Yeah. He, does, he hasn't taken the time to get to know you personally. Exactly. I, mean, I have no problem with you being here, coming into my house, like coming into where I work, anything like that. And mm-hmm. I've learned to get to know you as a person, and that's what really matters. Like your religious beliefs, where you come from, doesn't really matter. As long as you yourself are a decent person. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain you don't have a bomb strapped to your chest right now. No. I can't prove it. I'm not going to pat you down. Even, even, uh, yeah, and even my friend, uh, my friend Josh Parada, he's a, he's a local here. Um, We hang out at the same Kava bar and all that. He's a lefty. We don't get along on politics, but we're, we we can still drink Kava together. Um, He saw, uh, my friend Caitlin had written uh, a, a story on me. After one of the CNN things, and you uh, and she she at the time wrote for the Blaze, you know yeah. the Blazes uh, where we have Tommy Loren from the Blaze, uh, Glenn Beck and all that, and the the comments on there, yeah yeah yeah, Matt, uh, the comments on there, um, he he actually he read the article and he was uh, and he was like I actually defended you on there and like. Josh is so much of a lefty, he, uh, just, he's distrustful of, like, even troops, you know, whatever. It, it's a different mentality. But he defended me on there. Um, he's not like, when it comes to, like, Muslims, he's not, like, the, the biggest social justice warrior guy. But when he, when he said what he said, I was like, wow, thank you. You know, thank you. Because these people are like, oh, you know, we're not going to trust you because you're Muslim or whatever. I'm like, holy shit. And there's a picture of me. Right at the top there that she put of me in my uniform in Iraq and all that. So, what what is it, you right. know? Um, but, it, and that may, I mean, that's just trying, that's just, it's ignorant is yeah. what it is. It's, okay, well, you're browner than me. Yeah. You know, you're browner than me, so obviously that means that you're not good. And that's, that's where the racism is. That's where the bad part is. It's not about yeah. each individual person. It's about... You know, just entire groups. Yeah, exactly. And I can see how that would be annoying for you. It's annoying for me just watching as an outsider. So it's got to be god-awful for you Mm -hmm. to see people say stuff like that just because basically of the color of your skin and the Mm -hmm. religion you are, as opposed to hearing what you're saying, listening to you, and taking the time to get to know you as a person yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's what you're saying online or mm-hmm. in your interviews on CNN or uh, Rare or whatever, and it, it's just ignorant. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the time that somebody confused me with Matt Walsh? No. <laughs> Sorry. Completely off topic. I said his name and it took it back. I posted something on Facebook. Um, this was two years ago, a little bit over two years ago, when I was thinking about leaving Florida. 
I posted something to my Tennessee friends, and I was, you know, basically saying, hey, I'm thinking about go going back to Tennessee. And it was right when the Caitlyn Jenner thing uh -huh. was huge news and people cared. Yeah. And Matt Walsh had written a story about Caitlyn Jenner having a mental disorder. Okay. And this girl who I had met at a March Against Monsanto rally here, which was also funny because on my way to March Against Monsanto, I stopped at Taco Bell for food. Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking about no gym, you know. Yeah. I'm at this no GMO rally. Were you wearing all black? You had your black mask ready and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and Tifa. Anyways. Yeah. And she was, she just rails on me for being an idiot. And she's like, you're dumb. You're such a hypocrite. You're so awful. And mm -hmm. I had no idea where it was coming from. And she's, and I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you hate trans people, gay people. <laughs> you're racist. What? Just going off on me. And I was like, what do you, I have no idea what you're referring to. She goes, you wrote an article about it this week. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So in a private message, I messaged her and I was like, do you have me confused with Matt Walsh? I met you at the March Against Monsanto rally in St. Pete. And she's just like, oh my God, I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't, I am so sorry. I, I truly, I am really sorry. And she went in and she deleted all of her comments. Oh my God. <laughs> It was hilarious to me. All of my friends that were commenting on it were very confused. Yeah, I could see why. why this girl was so angry at me and saying all of this stuff about me. I could see why, man. And I just, that was just... Same, yeah, yeah, I could see why. Yeah, it was just funny. Um, moving on to something that I have personally been fighting for for a couple of years now and Muhammad truly believes in. Um, I, we're going to start this off with... We were compared to Hitler this week. Yeah. Uh, not libertarians. Not libertarians. Not like always. No. Yeah, right. Not, not libertarians. Uh, people who support Kratom were compared to Hitler this week by a state house rep from Broward County here in Florida named Kristen Jacobs. I like to call her my perennial pain in the ass. What what party is she? I'm sorry, I have to throw it out there. Yeah, she's because it makes me laugh. I know she's a Democrat. <laughs> she's a Democrat. It just from makes Broward me laugh. County, uh, and she's a state house rep here in Florida. And she had tried this before. Like this is not her first time. No, this is her third try to ban kratom from the state of Florida. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, kratom is. Kratom comes from the leaf of the Kratom tree mm -hmm. from Southeast Asia. Uh, it's known for its mood-elevating effects, its pain-relieving effects. Mm -hmm. uh, many, you know, It's got a lot of definite health benefits. Yeah. You were actually drinking one right now. That's desperate, isn't it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> that used to be Kratom, though, didn't it? Yes, it did. Okay, so he was drinking Kratom. Now it's dipstick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... We sell it at Low Tide, the Kava bar that I manage, and all the other Kava bars around here manage it as well. Uh, I went up to the state legislature last year and spoke on why Kratom shouldn't be banned mm -hmm. here in the state, and the legislature eventually agreed with me. Shout out to my main man, Jeff Brandis. Love that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss you in 2019. He's a Republican. <laughs> All right. He, he is a Go Team Red. He is a Libertarian <laughs> Republican. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, of course. But she has been trying to ban Kratom here in Florida, and now she is trying again. 
Uh, she's filed the bill. Well, let's give them a backstory about why. So, um, I don't remember the complete details, and Matt can kind of talk about the details. Although I don't think it's completely necessary, you'll you'll understand. Basically, um, in Florida here, a, a some guy, a teenager, a teenager, he was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, he he was found dead. He and himself. yeah, oh, he did. Yeah, um, and b- basically, it was this case of a bunch of prescription medications, uh, prior mental health issues, and kratom. So what her justification is, is, well, Kratom did it. So they're ignoring prescription pills. He was, all, he was, also, uh, he was also gay, and his parents had kicked him out of the house yeah. for being gay. Yeah. And so there was depression issues on top of everything else. Exactly. Accepted, you know, all that so stuff. there's all of that, and they're just going to point it to Kratom, because he drank Kratom. Because there was and that was his Yeah. Right. And so she was like, we need to ban Kratom in Florida. It's terrible for our children. And she's tried this two other times before in the past. Both of them have failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And I am confident that this one will fail as well. Uh, But this week she came out and she said that Kratom... I'm going to try to remember this quote. Uh, She said that Kratom supporters, just like Hitler have a story they're telling and they're just going to tell the story over and over and over even if it's a lie until it yeah. becomes true. As if we're the ones lying. Right. Yeah. As if we're the ones lying. She's completely ignoring the fact that the DEA late last year was going to ban Kratom. They they scheduled mm-hmm. they were going to make it a schedule one yep. on on November 1st. Something like that. So, no, October 1st. Yeah. On October 1st, it was going to become a Schedule 1 drug. It was an emergency scheduling, right. too. it was an emergency scheduling to be a Schedule 1 drug with heroin and yep. uh, meth and acid and marijuana, mm-hmm. because that belongs in that group, and Kratom was going to be included in this. A tea that we all drink every day. Right. And... The DEA was flooded with comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was, was a march. There was a march that I went to yep. up in D.C. on the in front of the White House with mm-hmm. the group, the American Kratom Association, uh, which is run by Susan Ash and Paul Kemp, who are wonderful mm-hmm. people. Uh, and Paul Kemp and I talk pretty regularly. He's a good good dude. Uh, Susan Ash also a good person. Uh, I haven't talked to her as much, but I have. I do know her. Um, we flooded, we flooded the DEA with comments. We filled out the White House petition with 125,000 petitions. Um, and for the first time in all of DEA history, so since 1972? Yes. Yeah, since 1972, the DEA reversed a scheduling for the very first, very first time. Very first time they yeah. reversed a scheduling. And Kratom has not, they decided to wait and do mm-hmm. more studies on it. Yep. It was, you know, let's ban something and then study it, because that makes sense. Yeah. Instead, they said, hey, let's study this a little bit more. Let's go through all of these comments. Let's figure yeah. out what's going on. Their reasoning behind wanting to ban it was a, uh, they thought that it proved to be a serious public need at the time. Yeah. Um, because of 600, and I love this, 666 (laughs) 
666 poison control calls over five years, I believe. Yes. 666 poison control calls on Kratom over the course of five years. Which could mean anything. It could it could mean that you were using other drugs with it. Yeah. And you tried and you tried Kratom yeah. and it didn't go well for you. I know the first time I tried Kratom, the first time I tried Kratom, I had been out drinking on it. That was when I still drank. Um, and I've quit drinking since then. Uh, but thank I, God. Right now. Uh, but I still drank at the time. And I drank a lot. And my friend was visiting. He's like, hey, you need to try this stuff. I tried it earlier today. And I got a Kratom from Low Tide. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first time I ever went there. And I drank it. And that night, I got so sick. Mm-hmm. And me, being me, blame the Kratom. Yeah. Because obviously, it wasn't the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. And so I was like, I'm never going to have that stuff again. Yeah. And then later, as I was realizing I may have a problem with alcohol, I stopped drinking, and I started drinking Kratom just so I had a bar to go and hang out at, and, you know, that way I got my social interaction in, Mm -hmm. and the Kratom didn't make me sick after that as long as you realized, oh, we're at that point. Um, So... The, uh, sorry, the, um, it's okay. so 666 calls over the course of five years or whatever, while the little laundry pods had over 10,000 calls <laughs> in one year or something like that. I have not heard that one. That's yeah, awesome. it was, yeah, it was like 6,000. People are eating little laundry? Kids, kids see them and they think they're candy, mm-hmm. so they're, they put them in their mouth and they eat them. Huh. And then, you know, it gets them sick. We need the government to make to, sure that... Right, we need to ban laundry. Yeah, they're not marketing it to children. to children. Right. Oh, God. But the DEA has reversed their decision, and Kristen Jacobs is just moving forward like oh, yeah. a freight train, and she's saying, you know what? I don't care what the DEA says. Yeah. I don't care that they reversed this. I don't care about anything else. I don't care that... To the best of my personal knowledge, there hasn't been one single death attributed to Kratom alone. We need to ban it in order to save our children. Yeah. And I actually wrote an article on this Mm. last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was last year. Late last year, right? Yeah, late. Yeah. Yeah, late 2015. Um, 16. Well, no. Oh, not that one. A different one. Yeah, a different one. Uh, Where I was saying... Kristen Jacobs, because she did it last year, mm-hmm. and that's why she's my perennial pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. She wants to. Her argument is: we need to ban kratom. If it if it could save one life, we need to ban kratom. So I wrote an article and I said, okay, well, first we should probably get rid of alcohol. Yeah. We should probably ban alcohol first. Yeah. And after that, we should ban cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, while driving, mm-hmm. we should. <laughs> Lots of people die while driving, so we should just ban driving. Mm-hmm. And roller coasters, I think about one person dies on a roller coaster a year. Something like that. So we should probably ban that. Yeah. And then uh, pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the miscarriages. Yep. We got the uh, mothers or infants who died during childbirth. Mm-hmm. That happens yeah. know, semi-regularly, probably yeah. more than once a year, I would think. So we should probably just ban that mm-hmm. as well. Because if we're going to just save one life, let's just go across the board. And if anything's going to kill you, we exactly. should just get rid of it. Yep. We should just ban You're it You're just all. going to, yeah, the logical conclusion there. Right. Let's just ban everything. Ban all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
once again this year, it looks like I'm going to be going up to the Florida legislature if yeah. it ever gets to that point. Yeah. And Hopefully it gets good. I told Sean I want to go up there. He oh, said yeah. I can go. Ab- absolutely. And that's... We, well, we you can were... podcast. Right? <laughs> he said that that's why he thinks... Like, I think we should remain vigilant because you don't know. Chris Latvala, I'm watching you. Right. Um, Chris Latvala, you... Please. You, you said it wasn't going to go past your committee, and then you voted yes. Please, dude. Um, that's why Sean says it's going to probably fail, because all he, he says all he's going to do is walk up, talk about the, just tell them the FDA, back first time backing off. DEA. On, huh? The DEA. Oh, I'm sorry, the DEA backing off on banning, yeah. or, uh, you know, scheduling a drug, and yeah. just walk off. I'm like, all right. Right, and the there were... And I'm going to make these numbers up because I don't remember the exact ones. But there were 50, 50 something congressmen and like twenty something senators who signed letters saying we don't need to do this, we don't need to ban this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to walk up with that letter with those signatures and go, these are from the people we elected saying we don't need to do this. Yeah. Just because this one woman has a heart on. Yeah. To ban kratom does not mean. Did you just assume her gender? I well no. Yeah. I called her a she and said she had a heart on. So, oh, sh- okay. you know, it's... My bad. Um, but she uh, <laughs> she has a heart on for Kratom and she wants to ban it. And it doesn't need to happen. She just needs to understand that she's not going to be able to fulfill any of her campaign promises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, that... That's how I feel about, like... It's just, it doesn't make sense uh, to me on why she would continue to do this. Like, how many times do you have to fail at something before, I mean, I get it, Lincoln. Yeah. You know, he failed at, like, everything and then yeah. became president somehow. Um, and, you know, well, Einstein says your own, or not Einstein, uh, the guy who stole everything from Ted, Edison. Mm-hmm. Edison said, uh, you know, you only learn by failing. Yeah. So much though. So right. But you know, her going off of her 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 little logic about how many lives you can save. Um, how many lives are you killing by banning it? Because one of the things about kratom, from what I understand, I don't want to say this wrong, and don't quote me on this, it acts on your opiate receptors. So I have friends. Sure, Matt does that use kratom to stay off of hard drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of my best friends here, Jesse, he uses kratom to stay off his his hard drugs. Right. That's why he went to jail. That's why he's on probation. Mm-hmm. And I can quote him on this. I already asked him. You know, um, and he's able to stay off. He was worried, you know, that it was going to be scheduled. And I'm like, holy crap. If Jesse or anybody else that's using Kratom to stay off of opiates, they're going to revert back if they don't have like a good system in place. And then and then they're going to go back to jail or prison and then they're going to justice system and so on and so forth. And it's like, whoa, you are killing people, right. you know, I and mean, you there's also the other part part of it where you have the people who have like a chronic pain. Yes. And use yeah. The Kratom. To do the same thing, they yeah. use the opiate receptors, yeah, and it kills the pain for them, uh, and they don't want to use the oxycot, yes, and the Vicodin, and yeah. all those, and they uh, they don't want 
that pain happening. Yeah. They don't want that pain happening, but they also don't want to be addicted to prescription drugs and be held under that thumb for the rest of their life. So you're essentially telling them you can't use this all-natural tea mm-hmm. that's made from a leaf, ground up, made just like a freaking tea is. Yeah. And you have to use this chemical instead. Yep. In order to deal with your pain. Yeah. Like, I know people who are there for, you know, for the pain relief. I know people, even though legally I can't say it's pain relieving. Um, <laughs> I know people who are there for the pain relief. I know people who are there, you know, to help with, you know, opiate addictions, uh, hard drug addictions. I know people who just don't want to be at the bar scene because everybody at the Java bars are coherent and friendly to each other yeah as opposed to aggressive and angry yeah it's fun yeah it's you get real conversations there these conversations like this podcast started because we had conversations like this exactly at low tide and then we said hey let's record this yeah and i have a lot of lefty friends that are able to handle me and have changed their perception of libertarians and conservatives because they're like oh hey these guys can actually talk um And, you know, going off of this whole drug addiction thing, back in August uh, last year, 2016, I attended the Mises University at the Mises Institute in Auburn, Alabama. One of the classes I attended was how we won the war on drugs. We haven't won it yet. Uh, And this class is taught by the uh, senior fellow vice president of the Mises Institute. His name is Mark Thornton. and he talks mainly about just the drugs in general, the evolution of, of like drugs, drug usage, the war on drugs, how it all correlates together, why uh, usage of marijuana has slightly dropped and usage of like coke heroin, everything has, has ticked up. Yep. Because the war on drugs makes it harder for people to get marijuana and for harder for people to sell marijuana. So instead of now packing, uh, you know, a, a truckload of, you know, bulky um, weed, now, now I'm going to have to transport more doses in smaller spaces. That's why you're able to transport right. those harder drugs. Right. You know, so like this is just another continuation of the war on drugs. Absolutely. You're hurting people, hurting people more. And now you're taking away something that's helping some of those people that you're already hurting. You know, and it's like if you'd never, if they, if they had never started this whole war on drugs thing, more people would have probably just been high than people getting hurt doing heroin, coke, and everything else. Right. Um, and not only that, but when you arrest people for, when you arrest people for, you know, drug-related incidences, essentially you're dealing with addiction for the most part, which is a disease. And, you know, whether it's alcohol or drugs or prescription drugs or whatever yeah you know it's it's a disease that people struggle with on a daily basis um and when you arrest people for doing the illegal ones Mm -hmm. as opposed to the legal ones you're just putting them into the system and once they get into the system they're stuck there yep so instead of focusing on you know instead of focusing on the criminal aspect of it if we were to focus on uh treating it Yes. And helping these people as opposed to just throwing them into jail where now suddenly they're in jail and now they've got this mark on their record which makes it harder for them to find a job. Yeah. Uh, which means, you know, it's harder for them to find a job and then... Like the Portuguese do it. Right. The Portuguese yeah. do it. The Koch brothers do it. 
Mm-hmm. The Cup brothers will not ask you about criminal records. I thought they were bad guys, though. They, I've always been told they were bad yeah. guys. <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of really neat stuff. Yeah. Um, but instead of just putting people into the system, we could treat it, and then it would lower crime rates, mm-hmm. it would lower the stigma on the addiction side of it, and people wouldn't have to worry yeah. as much about whether or not they're going to be constantly stuck in yeah. the cycle that is the criminal justice system. Yeah, which, you know, man, it pains me. I, I'm not a fan of his. And I don't know if you've ever seen him give this. I saw Chris Christie doing a like a town hall-style speech thing. I can't believe Chris Christie said anything that you would agree with. Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, and exactly everything you just said. He just, he has the wrong solutions. Right. He care, dude, seriously, I listened to this thing, I was like, is this Chris Christie? And he's talking about, like, people that are addicted and helping them and all that. He wants to help them, and that's where he's right and that's where he's good on that. But his his idea is wrong on perpetuating the uh, the war on drugs. Right. Um, so it pains me that you know it's my favorite quote is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Doesn't mean all good intentions are bad. He I'm I've seriously at least in Chris Christie's maybe even Jeff Sessions, but definitely Chris Christie's point of view. I really think he means well. Yeah. I don't think he means, uh, out of anybody else, after I heard him say that, I was like, holy crap, I like you, man. Just just off of uh, that, I like uh, you because of this. Right. You know? Just based on this one thing, it makes it, it, not it, as it, bad of Yeah, person. it humanized him for me. Right. Um, and, I mean, yeah, his, I mean, his whole thing is, we need to ban everything. Like, yeah. He said that when he gets into the presidency, which... Obviously, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, that the party in Colorado and Washington and all the other places that had legalized mm-hmm. uh, marijuana, he was like, the, he was like, that party's going to end. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to stop it. Yeah. And that's not the way to treat this. Like, nope. These are consenting adults who want to smoke weed. Yep. Or I heard, like, I'm on the page of all drugs should be legal. Mm-hmm. I think all drugs should be legal. You should be able to go and buy them if you want them. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, absolutely, and. The stigma needs to be taken. And also, if you do that, it takes away from the drug runners from Mexico, the mm-hmm. cartels, because everything's being grown here, being made here, being yep. processed here. And you don't have the cartels, you don't have the cartels getting their money. You don't have the gang, you know, you don't have the uh, turf wars yep. over drugs. Um, and, that, and that even ends up helping Mexico. Right. Which ends up even helping... To an extent, our economy. Right, which helps our economy. It also helps the Because it helps, yeah. Because you don't have people fighting over the opium fields. Yes, yeah. You don't have people fighting over the opium fields. And drug cartels are one of the largest uh, donors, Mm -hmm. for lack of any better word right now, uh, to certain terrorist organizations. Yeah. So if, if we legalize drugs here, the cartels lose their income... They can't fund these terrorist organizations. They can't do terrorist shit. Yeah. Um, so it's just... The drug war has just been a waste of time and a waste of money, and it's just put people in the system that don't need to be in it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, moving on to uh, another local story. Uh, moving on to another local story uh, in Tampa. Tampa. In Tampa this past week, maybe late last week, I'm not really sure when this happened, last weekend maybe. Sometime last week, yeah. yeah. 
there's a group called uh, Food Not Bombs, and they uh, they were doing a protest, I guess, or they were no, no, no. It wasn't well. They were feeding. Right. They well. That's it. It was. It was. A, That's all. I, it was a statement. Right? That's all I read. I read they were just out there feeding. Right, but it, I mean, it was an organized event. Yes. So yes. It was yeah. an organized event where they had gone out and they were feeding the homeless people in Tampa, which is illegal. Mm-hmm. It is illegal for a private citizen or a private group or whatever to a voluntary group to mm-hmm. go out and spend their money on food and give it to other people. Yep. If you want to do it, you have to do it the correct way, which is donate food to a shelter or something, and then they make sure that it's safe or whatever and give it out yeah. as people show up, as opposed to just running to Taco Bell and grabbing a 14, 20-pack of tacos yeah. and going around and handing them to homeless people. Yeah. That's illegal. Which You is have to ins- get a permit. Right, which is insane. If I want to... Let's say you're hungry, and... I am. Well, maybe we'll grab lunch later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if you're hungry, and I want to give you food, what is the difference? Yeah. Where where is that line drawn? Exactly. Let's say we've we've all had friends that have gotten kicked out of their parents' house. Yeah. At some point, one time or another. Do they qualify as homeless people? Like, am I not allowed to feed them at that point? Mm Mm-hmm. And who are you to tell me I can't spend my money on food to give to this random person? The government. Right. And one day, uh, one day, I was, Jordan and I were driving. Jordan's my girlfriend, for those of you who don't know. She was in the picture last week. Um, <laughs> we were driving back here to my house, and we had a Publix fried chicken thing that we had eaten a good portion of, but not all of. And there was Publix a, is a great... Great supermarket. Great supermarket. That is not too much outside the southeast from what I remember. Yeah. But yeah, you ever come to Florida, go to Publix, grab a sub, you love sub. yourself. Oh, yeah. It's, their subs are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a homeless lady. Well, there's a couple of different homeless people that hang out on the corner right off the interstate. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're at different times. And we pulled up and we had this thing of fried chicken. And this woman was out there with a sign saying, lost job, need money, need food, whatever. So I handed her, you know, I was like, hey, I don't have any cash, but if you want this, you can have it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, very happy about it. And we just went on. If a cop had seen me do that, he could have arrested me for feeding this woman. Yeah. And I would have fought that as much as I possibly could have all the way. I would have tried to get the help of... My good friend Bill Wolsifer. Yeah. To uh, defend me on that one and make as much of a case out of that as I possibly could because who's to tell me I can't spend my money on food and give it to the somebody? government? Right. And they don't have that. They should not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. They should not be able to do that, nor should they do that. Yeah, I read the argument that, oh, that's public property. They should treat it like everybody else does. And my response to that was, First of all, how many people do you see get arrested for any other activity that does not involve passing out food? Because I've never seen it. People can go out, do whatever they want in big groups. Nothing nothing is the problem until someone's out there passing food. Right. And, you know, and then that perpetuates the welfare state. Because 
We're all talking about voluntarism and libertarianism and and property. And we need to take care of uh, our communities and our people so the government doesn't have to, right? That's what we preach. And then um, uh, you, you got these people actually going out of their way to do that. Now, usually Food Not Bombs is very apolitical. Uh, a lot of the people that I know that are affiliated with them are more left-leaning. Um, so obviously there's now you got people like us. You got people like them that all just want to help. And, and then the Libertarian Party of Florida mm-hmm. was doing that where they were saying, okay, well, if you're going to arrest us for doing this, we're going to, we're all going to do it. And we'll send one person out at a time. And when you arrest that person, another person's going to come. And when you arrest that person, and we're just going to waste your time. Yeah. Because that, don't, don't stop us from voluntarily exactly. giving people food. Yeah. That's our money. We can do that if we want. Exactly. And, you know, that's how you perpetuate the welfare state because... If people ca- cannot help each other, who's going to now have to step in? and Or who's going to ask who to step in to help these people? Someone's going to ask the government to do it. So now what's the government going to do? It's going to raise taxes and it's going to uh, start this drive on, on some other food stamp program or increase food stamps, whatever. Um, or, you know, have some program where they get to be the ones to feed the poor people. Exactly. You know, so now they're going to take your money to feed right. the poor people. And then they're going to forcefully take your money to feed the people. Yeah. As opposed to you just saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to be a dick today. I just want to go out and feed some people who need it. Yeah, exactly. Or clothe or give blankets to or whatever. It's like it's embarrassing now for, for like to ask for help from private people or for people to help. No, it's like the government now has to do it. That's just, this. That's the idea in everyone's mind now. Like, oh, the government. The government it's a government's job. The government can handle it. You know? Yeah. And it's not. And even then, like... We so, can do it better. We can do it more efficiently. And we can help more people than the government can. Yeah. and um, If we're allowed to. Exactly. You might hear from uh, free market people, capitalists. When we talk about welfare, we, we say that welfare incentivizes... Laziness. We're not saying people on welfare are lazy. We're just saying it incentivizes it. You know, and it, it, it makes it where it's a lot more profitable for that person to use or be on welfare. And that is just fact. Because if I was on welfare, I would even probably think the same thing. You know, not everyone on welfare is trying to stay on it. Anyways, besides the point, letting people just feed people is the best way to do it. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, um, you know, I don't even... I lost my train of thought on where I was going with that completely. Um, but... Uh, there, now, now... Oh, I remember now. The flip side of that is... the go- Is, you know, the government... It's a government's job to do it. That... That line of thinking then incentivizes people to not help their fellow man. Because now it's like, why would I help? I'm already paying taxes to help these people. You know? So it, it really goes both ways. And I don't know. Uh, that's, that's my two cents on it. Right. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Um, we are obviously way over time. That's fine. Yeah, we're good with it. Um, and I'm really sorry, but I just got a text message with somebody asking me, what's your phone number? <laughs> Shut the hell up. No, I really did. Look, what's your phone number? <laughs> um, 
So, anyways, text that back and as soon as we're done here. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Do you have anything left to say? Or? Yeah, um, we got a website coming. We do. Yes, we do. We have a website coming. I put it up very prematurely on our Facebook page. He uh, does that a lot. I, yeah, I do a lot of things prematurely. Um, we uh, it's muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Yep, our, uh, it's our, from our friends at Bobsy. That's uh, Bravo, Oscar, I don't remember. Victor, yeah. Sierra, Indigo, uh, <laughs> Bobsy Studios, and uh, they uh, are making this website for us. It should be up and live in the next couple of days. Uh, we also have an Instagram account now, Muddied Waters yep. of Freedom. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Or Facebook at Muddied Waters of Freedom. Um, please share this with your friends. Uh, tell your family. Tell your friends. Thank you to all of those who are regularly listening and even to those who only listen on occasion. Um, thank you. We know that you probably have other things you can spend 45 minutes to an hour of your day doing, but we appreciate you giving that time to us. Yeah, thank you very much for being here with us. Right. We know we appreciate it. We're trying to do a better job. The next thing we're going to be doing is also buying some microphones. Um, yeah, yeah, so we don't sound this bad. Right. But and, from what I understand, we still sound good enough. Right. And improving our studio space. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a lot of big things happening here. The website's going to actually have articles that he, that Muhammad and I have both written on it. And we'll start to continually write. And we'll be writing more articles for you to read so you can learn more about us. Um, but thank you all very much. We do appreciate it. Uh, one last pull. Yeah, let's do it. I have kind of left. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Bula. Bula. Again, thank you all. Please share this with your friends, with your family, even with those people you don't like. And we will talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Uh, where we're going. We don't need roads.